1 John chapter 4, verse 17 through 21. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Neither is, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. Mm -hmm. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And, and this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Amen. 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 Precious Lord, thank you for your perfect love. Thank you for your perfecting love. Thank you for working that love through us, Father God, our, your imperfect creations, Father God. Make us perfect. Make us perfect in love. Let us have a love, Father God, that casteth out fear, Father God, because we cannot serve a powerful God in the spirit of fear. Father God, your word said you did not give us the spirit of fear, but power. And power yes, in the Holy Ghost. Lord. And in the Holy Ghost, there's no fear. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. Amen. Fear. 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 So so you hear. You, you, and, and you turn on the news mm -hmm. and you hear fear. You turn on the radio, you hear fear. You go out into the streets and talk to people, and sooner or later the conversation is gonna get down to Fear, fear. The devil has done a magnificent job. I, I, I admire his work. The Bible, God, Jesus even called him a worthy adversary. He knows how to create a culture of fear. And he knows if you create a culture of fear, God, if, if Satan creates a culture of fear, then the people of God are going to have a hard time worshiping God. They're going to have a hard time serving God because Satan knows God's people are fearless, are supposed to be fearless. Um, we have the fear of, of, of COVID. That's just running rampant. And we folks have the fear of COVID. We have the fear of the police. We have the fear of white people. We have the fear of black people. We have the fear of Mexicans. We have the fear of Muslims. We have the fear of the border and the Taliban and the vaccine and the fear of gangs. We got fear of climate change. We, we just fear everything. God did not give us the spirit of fear. John was fearless. John was called one of the sons of thunder. He was fearless. And he said in verse 18, we're going to look at verse 18. He said, there is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love cast out fear because fear have torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Why should we not fear? Think about that. And that's where I want to talk about today because when I heard, when I when Sylvia said, we need, we need an encouraging word. We, we, need to, we need to know why we shouldn't fear. Because you're going to talk to people that's fearful. Mm -hmm. There's some scared folk out here. What a wonderful opportunity to minister to them. Because they shouldn't see fear in us. They shouldn't see fear in us. And, and, and you may get the question, and that question may come at you. Why aren't you scared? Why aren't you fearing all this stuff? Okay? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me give you some, some verses. We're going to just do Bible verses today. Just Bible verses today. Sometimes I'm going to sit here and say, well, how am I going to teach this lesson? Because I want to talk about fear. I want to talk about fear. Look at Matthew. Now, look at Matthew, and I'm going to talk about these verses and, and, and try to explain them. Look at Matthew 10. Watch what Matthew, and these are familiar verses. I ain't going real off the clip, off the deep end, you know. He says, Jesus is talking to people who were fearful. They were fearful. They were fearful about dying. They were fearful about something that may happen to them. And they were fearful about the future and what, may, what the future may hold. Listen, listen. 
As believers, we know what future holds. Amen. Okay? It's a whole lot better than this. And, 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 and it's a whole lot better than this. And again, when we start talking about Satan creating a culture for it's hard for believers to, 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 to worship God, when we start worrying so much about this life and this world and what's going on in this world, guess what? We take our eyes off eternal life. We take our eyes off the hope of heaven because we don't want to go. We don't want to go to heaven. And that should never be said about a Christian. That should be never, never something that never should be said about someone who believes, I don't want to go to heaven. Amen. And they ask a, they ask a group, of, group of kids, they say, you know what, you, know, you want to go to heaven? And the kids say, yeah, I want to go to heaven. But not today. You know, and they probably don't want to go tomorrow. And, 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 and many people we talk to don't, don't ever want to go to heaven if, it, if dying is the only way to get there. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh-huh. <laughs> dying is the only way to get there. Somebody said, you got to go through the cemetery to get to heaven. Jesus talking to these people who are struggling with what may happen. He says, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing or a penny? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. How about that? Let me keep going. Talk about how finite and how minute. And some of y'all may look up here and say, well, you know, you, 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 you bald headed. How can you? Listen, I got hair. I shaved this morning and already I feel stubble. Okay. He says, but the very hairs of your head are numbered. Here's, here's what I like about my God. Fear ye not, therefore. Jesus is telling us not to fear. Okay? He says, ye are of more value than not just one sparrow. He said many sparrows. Watch this. And whosoever, now here's where it gets good at. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men. Him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. What a wonderful time that we live in to confess Jesus Christ to a dying world, a fearful world, a scared world. What are you scared of? And, 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 and here's the big question. Will Jesus confess also you before God? How about that? Because the confession is a powerful tool. It's a powerful tool. A, a, a good confession. You get somebody to come in and, and on your behalf and you on, on trial. Somebody come in on your behalf and confess. This is a good man. I was with him that night. I didn't see nothing. Guess what? That's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. Jesus is our advocate. Bible says we were studied just not too long ago. He's our advocate. And guess what? The father is his judge, is the judge. His father is the judge. Let me give you, let me give you this. Because we worry about terrorists, terrorist attack and hostile nations and all this stuff coming at us. Look at Psalms 33. See, 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 I, I always say the Bible is like brand new to me. When I look for it, when I'm looking at a subject and I say, God, have you spoke to this subject in the Bible? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. 33.10. He says, the Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to not ungodly people, heathen folks that don't know the Lord. And they always counseling and working against the believer. He says, he maketh the vices of the people of none effect. Now here's verse 11. Watch what, watch, what, watch what we have to stand on as believers, as men and women of God. Watch this. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. All generations. All generations. Peter. Whom do men say that I, the son of man, is or am? Matthew 16 and 13. Watch Peter. 
Watch this verse, because the verse number 18 was interesting. And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, others Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, again, whom do, whom, but whom say ye that I am? Stay with me. And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen. Wait a minute. Thou art the Christ, the one who came to die for the sins of the world. The son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, talking of Simon Peter. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood have not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Now, stay with me on verse 18. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, Petro, rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Here we go. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, the gates of hell caught my attention this time. Amen. What's happening here? The gates are where all the decisions are made. When you're talking about the decisions are being made, governors and mayors and commissioners, the Congress, the Senate, all this are done at the gates. And they're plotting constantly against the church, constantly against the people of God, taking away your rights. Take, want to take away your First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights. They constantly plotting to destroy the church because when the church is destroyed, mm -hmm. okay. The Bible says judgment must begin in the house of God. I tell people all the time, everything, everything going on wrong in America, you can point it and rest it on a church's shoulders. We would say, well, you shouldn't be so harsh and hard on the church. Let me tell you something. We've accepted, we're accepting everything. The church is not putting up a fight. Not putting up a fight. God's people are fighters and warriors, and we're not. We just roll it over. We got to be careful. We got to be careful. Because the gates of hell shall not prevail. And God, is, God is, is looking for some folks. That's going to fight. That's going to stand. It's coming. It's coming. Listen. Keep going. Talk about fear some more. Let's, let's talk about why we ought not fear. Why we ought not fear. Some people say, Pastor, you be talking big and you be talking bold and you be talking, you be talking a whole lot of stuff. I say, just, I can back it up. I can back it up. People say, you don't care. No, it's not that I don't care. I can back it up because I know who got my back. See? I know who got my back. I ain't scared. You can't be scared and serve God. Now, I'm going to stand on that. But somebody say, well, why, why aren't you scared? Let me say, let me give you this verse. I love this verse. I love Romans 8. I love Romans 8. But to, to yesterday and the day before, they're speaking to me louder and louder. And I'm reading and I'm reading. And, and, and I say, well, you know what? What if somebody asked me? Where you get your bonus from? Where you get your power from? I don't get it from the Bible, but I need to be more specific because I like I like putting verses on stuff. I like putting verses on stuff. I talk to people. I say, here, read, read this for, for a weekend. Romans 8.31. Watch this. What shall we say? What shall, what shall we then say to these things? So watch this. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Watch this. Watch this. Because people, see, church folks need to be in power because we're going through. We're we still in this flesh. Amen. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that Justifieth. Justifieth means he's going to keep justifying us. 
He knows we're not perfect. He knows we ain't got it all together. He know we, he know we live in a fallen world and sometimes this world wins some of these battles. I always used to say, some days you the pigeon, some days you the statue. Okay, let that sink in. Who is he that condemneth? Who is he that condemneth? Who can condemn God's people? Who is he that condemneth? It, it is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercessions. What? For us. Now, here we go. Thank you, Lord. People say, why are you so bold? You stand there every week, screaming, shouting, talking, talking big. I know what God did for me. I know what God's doing for me. And I know when I leave here, I know where I'm going. And I know there's nothing that can stop it. I talk to people about, oh, you can lose your salvation. You make it lose yours. Mm-hmm. All right? You make it lose yours. Don't, don't put me in that category because I can't lose mine. Okay? Because my salvation ain't based on anything I've done. It's based on what? What God has done. God's been good. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? How about that? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation? No. Or distress? No. Or persecution? No. Or famine? No. Or nakedness? No. Or peril? No. Or the sword? No. Or COVID? No. Or delta? No. Or cancer? No. Or diabetes? No. Heart disease? No. What's going to separate you from the love of God? Something on that list is going to get you. They ain't got a vaccine for all that stuff. You leave it here, but guess what? <laughs> okay. I like to I like to the, the, the guy to do the all state. He was a, you in good hands. Okay? You leave, you're gonna leave here. Listen. You leave it here. I don't wanna I don't I hope that's not surprising to anybody. Okay? So what would be the what would be the essence of that? If I'm saying that, if the word of God is saying that, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Listen, what should we be doing? Making sure what? That we are in the love of God. We ought to make sure we ought it ought to it ought to be on our hearts and minds and make sure that we are in the love of God. And know what else ought to do? Everybody we love. Everybody we love. We ought to be modeling it and talking to them about it and making sure that they know the truth. We can't save them. We can't save nobody, but we can tell them about Jesus. And not only tell them, because talk is cheap. Amen. See? Talk is cheap. I'm not from St. Louis, but I know talk is cheap. Okay? And you can't be talking right. Watch this now. Is this encouraging? It is to me. Because I need you. And I step out on the battlefield, okay? And we get ready to step out there. I don't have to wait till Monday to step out there. I'm going to step out there as soon as I leave here, okay? As it is written, for thy sake are we killed all the day long, and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are what? More than conquerors. Okay? We are more than conquerors. Okay? Now, see, see, see we, we, don't, we don't hear that all the time. We, 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 live, we got this defeated faith, and it's like, woe is me, and we just so weak and, and soft and just well, more than conquerors. The conqueror. Listen. When God Almighty is your helper, when God Almighty is your, is, is your Savior, and God Almighty is your Lord, guess what? Nothing can touch you. This world can't affect you like that. We ought to have a different walk, a different talk, a different attitude. Somebody, somebody, somebody sang a song, I got a new attitude. When you got saved, you ought to got a new attitude. You got a new attitude. Jesus Jesus, we talked last week, as he is, so are we. Watch this. When did Jesus die? When did Jesus die? 
Now we know he died over 2,000 years ago and all that, but when did he die? Let me give you a scripture. John, John says in John 7, 30, he says, he says, then they sought to take him. They wanted to take him and kill him. They wanted to take him and kill him. But no man laid hands on him. And no man's going to lay hands on you. Until your hour come. And guess what? Everybody in here got an hour that's coming. Okay? The Bible says here about Jesus, and we like Jesus now. They sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him because his hour was not come. Excuse me, not yet come. Okay? So, so what did he do until his hour came? He kept on ministering. He kept on saving. He kept on healing people and delivering people. He kept on teaching until his hour came. And, and, and that's what we ought to be doing. And see, we sit here sometimes, fear paralyzes us. And we don't want to get out. We, listen, we don't want to go to church. We don't want to go to Bible study. We don't want to go to Sunday school. We don't want to go nowhere. And, and, and our faith and our testimony and our ability to evangelize and witness has been paralyzed because of fear. You're not leaving here until it's your time. Okay, let me get you a verse. Y'all know the verse. Okay. It is appointed on a man wants to what? To die and after that to judge. Let me give you another one. Because we know, see, dying ain't the problem. See, we put so much emphasis on dying. You know what the emphasis should be on? Appearing in judgment. Okay? See, we, we worry about dying. Dying is just the beginning. Okay? Let me, let me give you another verse. I told you I'm just going to give you verse after verse after verse. Okay. For we, for we must all appear. I'll wait for somebody to finish. Oh, I miss Chester. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Why? That everyone that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he have done, whether it be good or bad. Okay? The young, the old, the rich, the poor, black and white, presidents, police, gangs, preachers, ushers, singers, motivational speakers, everybody got to appear. Everybody got to appear. Everybody got to appear. Okay? And there ain't nothing like a spot test. When we was in college or in high school, there was nothing like a pop quiz. Didn't like those. This ain't a pop quiz. Judgment Day should not be a pop quiz. Okay? You're going to know what's on the test. You're going to know what's on the test. He's going to ask you about his son. Okay? He might say, uh, can, you ex can you quote and explain John 14, 6? And none of y'all going to sit here and say, I don't know it. Okay? And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That may be on the test. John 3, 16 will be on the test. Okay? Amen. I've told you all these. I've gave you all these answers. Y'all, you know, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 going to be on the test. You know, the man, the man, the man, the man came to the Lord. He came to the Lord. He got, he, he died and he stand before the angel Gabriel. This is a story. This ain't the Bible. And he said, what must I do to get into heaven? And, and the angel Gabriel said, you need a thousand points. And this man, oh, this man was a worker in the church. He did so much stuff for the church. He said, he was thinking to himself, a thousand points. That's going to be nothing for me. And, he, and, the, and the angel said, start telling me what you did. He said, well, I started a youth ministry at the church, and man, I, it was the biggest in town. And, and the angel said, well, that's one point. <laughs> and he said, well, you know what? I sent million dollars over to Hades to build schools and stuff. For, and he said, how, he said, how many points is that? He said, oh, that's one point. He said, I was faithful to my wife. I raised kids. I even adopted kids. I mean, I was a good 
good neighbor. I took care of everybody in the neighborhood. He said, that's the point. He said, that's the point. He says, at this rate, the only way I'm ever going to get into heaven is by the grace of God. <laughs> the door's open. See? Well, by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourself. It's a gift of God. Not by works, lest any man should boast. Amen. Lest any man should boast. Amen. We got to get in. I don't care about what's going on down here like that. We need to get in. My job is to make sure y'all are ready for the test. Okay? We're getting ready. Because the train is coming. We need to get ready. Amen. Here, here's my verse. Here, here's my verse. Here's my verse. This one jumped all over me. Now, now I'm in, I'm in 1 Samuel 12, 18. This, is, this was just, just the whole lesson. The whole lesson. So, you know, Sylvia and Margaret, and them, we could teach the Sunday school lesson again on Wednesday night. Well, I could teach all these sermons on Wednesday because I don't get through none of this stuff. I get through maybe five pages out of 18 or something like that. I don't get through a whole lot. But this verse here, 1 Samuel 12, 18, I'm just going to read it. Okay, remember I said this morning, God's faithfulness is not based on the value, excuse me, God's faithfulness is based on the strong value of his name, not the fickle measure of our obedience. I read that. Let me explain that word fickle before I I, I even talk any more about this. Fickle means unfaithful. Fickle means unreliable. Fickle means unpredictable. Fickle means vacillating. Fickle means inconsistent. Fickle means indecisive. Fickle means erratic. Fickle means, in the urban Bible, just a hot mess. Fickle. God's people are fickle. I'm fickle. Deacon Jeremy's fickle. Jake's fickle. Sylvia's fickle. We fickle folks, all right? Working on being better. We don't, don't want to be. We not going. We don't want to be fickle. We want to be faithful. We want to be strong, and we want to be dependable. So in verse eighteen, Samuel called unto the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. Stay with me. And all the people said unto Samuel. Pray for thy servants unto this day, unto, unto the Lord thy God, that we die not, for we have added unto all our sins this evil to ask us for a king. So you see where this is going. The people of God have chosen the wrong king. When God told them, don't, don't, y'all, I'm y'all, I'm, I'm the Lord of Israel, but the Israelites wanted a king. They wanted a king. Like everybody else. And that king turned out to be a hot mess. That king turned out to be a bad king. Okay? Okay? And Samuel said unto the people, watch this. Because they made a mistake. And they was fast enough that they chose a bad king. Sort of like what America should be doing now. But we're not. We're not going there. We're not going there. And Samuel said unto the people, after they fessed up, they chose a bad king, rigged an election, all that. Don't get me. He said, fear not. We all make mistakes. You have done all this wickedness. And watch what Samuel tells them. I thought this was so, I thought this was just so impactful. He says, fear not. We're not the best. Mm-hmm. We make mistakes. I don't have enough. Fingers on my hands. To count the ones that I make. And I'm talking about regular basis. We, we just mess up. We just messy sometimes. Amen. Okay? Amen. Now watch. Here's what Samuel done. Now, Sylvia said, Sylvia was praying. She said, we need a word of encouragement. Sylvia, this, if this ain't a word of encouragement, there ain't no word of encouragement today. Because we messy. And we fickle. And watch what Samuel tells the people. You would think Samuel, because people reverence Samuel. When Samuel called for fire, it came. Samuel was God's prophet. Okay? Watch what Samuel says to the people in verse 20. And Samuel said unto the people who admitted they chose a bad king, he says, fear not. Ye have done all this wickedness. Now watch what he says. Yet, 
turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. How about that? How about that? See, we make mistakes and what we do, we let the mistakes consume us and we make the mistake, make us MIA. We make a mistake. Oh, I can't go to church. I made a mistake. I ain't been to church in a while. I can't go back. I don't know how I'm going to go back. People going to be looking at me funny. Listen, listen, that ain't what Samuel said. That ain't what Samuel said. Samuel said, get back to serving God. Get back to worshiping God. Get back to praising God. You are a human being. Okay? And, and he, I, I'm, let me just read it again. Samuel said unto the people, fear not. God's not going to just consume you. He's not that kind of God. His faithfulness to us, his faithfulness is not dependent on our fickleness. He's going to be faithful. I can, I, can mess up, I can mess up greatly, but guess what? God is still love. Amen. God is still grace. God is still mercy. God is still love. It's not dependent. His, his characteristic, his, his, his deity is not dependent on me or you or the church. God is good. All the time. God is good. Okay? Turn out, he says again, and turn ye not aside. For then you should go after vain things. That's verse 20. 21, excuse me. He said, go back to serving God. Get back to serving God. Because if you stop serving God, big G, you're going to start serving God Little G. That's how it works. So once you stop serving God, once a man or woman leaves the church and stop worshiping God and, and starts thinking, well, you know what? I'm too bad to go back and the people going to look at me funny and, and the pastor going to call my name out or something. Kiera. I love you, though. I can say that because I know you're thick-skinned. I wouldn't say that to everybody because they were like, it's funny. But, but, but God is a loving God. And his love not based on attendance. Amen. Tides. And it's not based on that. His love is based on the fact that he is love. Amen. And he so loved the world that he did what? He gave. he gave. He gave. He gave his only begotten son. So he says to them, turn and turn ye not aside. For then you should go after vain things which cannot Profit nor deliver, for they are vain, for they are empty. You serve God because you're going to serve. We were created to serve. And you're going to serve somebody. And you're going to serve something. Because we are created to serve. And we must, as believers, and I'm, I, don't, I don't know if I'm wrapping it up or not because I have so much up here. But I'm going to say this. We, as, as Christians, we must refuse to live in fear. We, we, the, Bible, the Bible commands us not to live in fear. All the verses I've given you, they're not, they're not, they're not suggestions. They're not suggestions. God is not suggesting that we not live in fear. Uh, Samuel wasn't suggesting that they, that they stop serving the devil. He was commanding that they do. Here, here's David. Here's David writing in Psalms 34. Watch this. David was living in fear. He was living in fear when he, when he wrote this because of the incident that he had in his life where he was on the run and, 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 he, and he went and, 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 and hanged out with Abimelech. Okay? And he was scared. The greatest king of all Israel was still a man. God called him a, a man after God's own heart. Because this verse here, I believe this verse had a lot to do with how God looked at David and how what made David great in God's eyes. And David knew, he knew he was wrong. See, so, see, see, this is hard for believers. Sometimes we know we're wrong, but it's hard for us to say, see, God, you know, I know I'm wrong. And you ain't got to come up here and confess nothing before the church. Sometimes you just have to get in your quiet space and get in your room, get between you and God. Say, you know what, Lord? I'm wrong. I need to be better. I need to be stronger. Please equip me to be a better person. David, the Bible says, a psalm of David, Psalm 34 and 1. When David, when David, when he changed his behavior before Imelech, who drove him away and, and departed. Watch what he said. Know what happened to David? 
He went to another country. And he didn't want, him, he didn't want nobody to know he was David. He, loved, he didn't think God was going to protect him. And so he started acting like a fool. He started acting like a madman. He grew a beard. And the Bible says he's just drooling all over the place. Slobbering, acting crazy. He was just acting because he, did, he wanted people to, to pity him and not bother him. Watch what David says when he realized the error of his ways. Y'all know this verse, and I know y'all love this verse. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Here we go. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. David, a man after God's own heart, still had tough days. Difficult days, difficult days. Let me give you one more song about David. Now, this was so much, not so much about David, but Psalm 46. Watch what it says. It's talking about fear. And these aren't suggestions. When you hear the word will not, that's not a suggestion. When you tell your child you will not do that or you, you should not do that or you must not do that, you're not suggesting it. You're getting ready to put some love. Well, we don't do that though. You know, Jake say, well, you know, little Danny, go on time out. Go put, you know, go stand in the corner. <laughs> okay. My, I don't think, I, my father never told me to go stand in the corner unless, and we stood in the corner, but we knew he was coming with that stitcher cord. Okay. He was like, go stand over there, Ty. I finished reading the paper. That's what he did. It was long. And I, mean, I think that's the waiting part was like torture, you know. He like, oh. Yeah. No, I'm hoping it ain't on Sunday because that Sunday paper was like thick. Yeah, that's the <laughs> so, 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 watch this. Psalms, Psalms 46. He said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. He said, therefore, will not fear. Excuse me. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed. How about that? How about that? Some of us feel like the earth being removed now. You got, you got, you got landslide in, in Tennessee, killed a lot of people yesterday. California's on fire. Storm coming up to New York. I mean, folks in Haiti still. Earthquake. I'm, I'm just sitting here like, okay. See, we know. And you know what America doing? Ready for football, man. We ready for some football. California burning, you know. Tennessee, New York getting ready to get hit. But, you know, we get, I wonder if they going to cancel the game in New York. Well, the Giants are playing in Cleveland, so they ain't got to worry about it. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Though the waters therefore roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, we're not moving. The man of God, the woman of God, we're not moving. We're not moving. I've been all over the place. Can I give you one more for the road? How about that? How about that? Oh, my goodness. Section two. Here we go. Here we go. And, 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 and within... And within fear, when you look up the word fear, if you got a if you got a, a, a Bible app or something, you look up the word fear, and you get all kind of words come up under fear. But here's a word that came up under fear, and it was cowardness. Okay, it came up under fear, and I said, hmm, let me look and see what some of them verses look like, and 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 and, and it gave me a whole list of okay. But Numbers 13.30 came to mind. And y'all know these, y'all know these stories that we've taught them in Sunday school lessons have taught them. And this is a story about Joshua and Caleb and the 12 spies, and they went over to the promised land and they looked and they seen everything. And we know what Caleb seen, and we know what Joshua seen. They seen something totally different than the 10 cowards seen. See, when you walking in the spirit of God, you walking in the power of God, you're gonna see the world a whole, a whole lot different than an unsaved person. You're not going to see what an unsaved person sees. And don't expect an unsaved person to see what you see. Amen. 
So you start telling what God is, God is going to do in your life to an unsaved person, they're going to say, you can't do that. Girl, if it was me, listen, it ain't you. It's me. And I'm not going to even share it. I'm just going to say, hey, you know what? I'm doing this because God told me to do it. And, and, and the Bible said when they came back and they stood before Moses and all the people, here's Caleb. And Caleb, the Bible says in Numbers 13, 30, Caleb stealed the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. At once. Let's not waste our time. And possess it. And possess it. Meaning, run these folks out. Run these folks out. Remember they came back, they had grapes. They had grapes, biggest cantaloupes. They had all kind of stuff. I mean, it was like, they came back with the stuff to show the people what God had plan for him, what God had promised him. They called it the promised land for something. God had promised these people the promised land and ten of them came back and said this. Verse 31. But the cowards, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Might have been. They might have been. There's a real good chance they might have been stronger than them, but they weren't stronger than the God that had promised the land to them. Amen, That's amen. the key. Now, listen, there are a whole lot of folks. God's going God to ask you and call you to do some stuff that you don't have the strength to do, but God has the strength for you to do it. Amen. God has the strength for you to do it. I sit there and people say, I don't know how you do what you do. I don't know how I do what I do neither, but I just thank God for the strength to do it. Amen. See? Amen. See? But, well, you know, it ain't, it ain't about it ain't about that. It's just I just thank God for giving me the strength to do it. And I, I think a lot of us don't do it because we don't take that first step. God can't God can't even show you His power if you don't move. Amen. He can't show you what He can do. I mean, a lot of people. I don't know what God wants me to do. You ain't trying to do nothing. Try to do something impossible. Try to do something impossible. Try to do something that you know if God don't do it, you ain't going to get it done. And then come back and say, what you want. But God can do the impossible. Amen. And that's what he does. Amen. And everybody that he uses in the Bible did some impossible stuff. Impossible stuff. Look at these cowards. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying, watch what this, the land though Though, though which we have gone to search it, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in the in it were of great stature. There, there, and, and, and there was giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in their sight as grasshoppers. That's a shame. You want to smack a Christian? Grasshopper. Amen. I'm grasshopper Christian. If, you know what? There's folks. There's folks. Not here. Maybe one or two. Scared, would be scared to death if a grasshopper popped in this church. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about a praying madness. I'm going on a grasshopper. Be like, ah, grasshopper. Church clear out. <laughs> so you wouldn't leave with you on a grasshopper. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See what Sylvia, I play with grasshoppers. See, that's how a Christian dog, man, I play with grasshoppers. One more word, I'm going to close. One more word, I'm going to close. I'm going to, because, because, Within that word fear, it, 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 it's, it's God call, did not call us to be fearful. God didn't call us to be coward. And, 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 and in between both of them would be the word watchful. God calls us to be watchful. We need to be paying attention. Amen. We really need to be paying attention. I don't want anybody to think because we are Christians and we fearful and fearless, we can just walk across Market Street anytime. No, people get run over. That's right. Okay? There's a, there's a watchfulness that comes with the word. Okay, we ought to be on guard. Peter says in 1 Peter 5 8, be sober, be vigilant, pay attention. Okay, when I'm out, when I'm out, and I'm, I'm sure some of y'all think like this, when I'm out, I, I, I survey the place. I survey the place. When I walk into the gym, I could probably, if something happened in that gym, I could probably tell you everybody that was in there. 
When I walk, get out of my car in the parking lot, I'm watching everything. Every, I'm watching everything. Who's sitting in cars and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay? That's just me. Being sober, being vigilant. I know that somehow y'all think. If y'all don't think like that, you should. When I go into all these and one of these stores, I'm watching everything. I'm watching everything. Okay? That's how we should be with our souls. That's how we should be with our souls. Amen. We gotta watch stuff. Cause some, some stuff, some stuff you can you can feel and you can sense. This this starting to get a little strong. I need to I need to really pay attention to this emotion. I need to really pay attention to that emotion because it can get us into some trouble. Okay. In Revelations, and I'm close. Jesus, the angel of the church, he's talking to, to the church of Sardis. In, in Revelation chapter 3. And he says unto the angel of the church in Sardis. Right. Now he's talking to the angel of the church. Some people say that's the pastor of the church. Because the pastors of the church or, or the priests of the church in those days. The job was to prepare people. Prepare, prepare the people. Okay. Make sure they're paying attention. I mean, hey, it's not my job for y'all to come in here and have a good time. Say, I don't want to go to that church. Man. We, I, I, they, they just, all he does is teach, teach, teach. Okay, that's what one church told me when, you know, when I, when I was candidating for that pastor, their church, and, and they asked me to preach. I preached a few times there. They said, we, we like you. We like you, but, you know, you're a good teacher, but we want a preacher. Okay, and they still ain't found one. And I understand that, you know, I, I, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to get you ready. Amen. I'm here to get you ready. Amen. I'm here to get you ready. Okay, I don't want nobody, I don't want nobody to sit there and say, uh, I'll get the, I'm on my way to heaven and y'all done went before and I, I see y'all coming back. Like, uh, 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 I'll be kind of scared. I'll be kind of scared. I'm like, sitting out, sitting out, watching that one movie. There was this one movie watching Left Behind and, 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 there, and the rapture had happened and, 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 and folks was gone and, and folks was gone. And the, and the one the one daughter she she hated her she didn't go to church and she didn't she didn't believe in it and she she seen her family gone and she came to the church she came to the church found the pastor there <laughs> she found the pastor there and the first thing she said what you doing here and he was crying and stuff he knew why he was there and the angel and unto the angel of the church is Sardis right these things say he that have seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works. That thou has a name that thou livest in our dead. Watch what he says. He's giving him some mercy. He's showing him some mercy. He says, be watchful. He says, be watchful. Be watchful. Now watch what he says after being watchful. Because once a lot of times we have this fear because we're not watchful. He says, be watchful. And strengthen the things that remain that are ready to die. Not dead. But if you don't strengthen them, if you don't pay attention to them, if you don't fertilize them and dung them, they're going to die. And we got stuff like that going on. And we got to be watchful, pay attention to the things that are ready to die. He says, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. And he said that about just about any of us. Amen. But the, the key to the verse in verse number two is that we need to be watchful. We need to be watchful. All right. Let me close. Let me close. Let me give you just a couple reasons why we ought not live in fear as I close. We started this way. We closed this way because God is with us. God is with us. He said, do not fear because I am with you. God is with the saint. He's with the believer. He's, his spirit is what he means. His spirit is with us. God has filled us with his spirit and he is with us. He's not only with us, he is our God. He is our God. And he gives us strength. Listen, one of the things that you can always pray for and expect God to answer. If you go to God in sincerity and you say, Lord, I need strength. Not that, not, not that what you asked me to do is beyond my reach or beyond my limits or, or whatever, but if what you asked me to do, if I need strength to do it. And it says, I will strengthen you. He equips us for this battle. He empowers us. How? By his spirit. He helps us. How about that? 
One of the, one of the, one of his names is he's a helper. Okay, somebody sang a song and I used to enjoy. He say he's a waymaker. He's a waymaker, making a way, making a way. Remember when? Remember when Moses was on the battlefield and 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 Joshua and what was the other? What was the other warrior? Forget his name. Y'all know who I'm talking about. I had to come to me. Okay. Who is it? Caleb. Not Caleb. Not Caleb this time. But Moses was on the battlefield, and 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 and, and every time the, the the battle got rough and tough, and Israel was backpedaling, they would hold up. Hurt. Was it hurt? And 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 they would hold up Moses' hands. They would hold up Moses' hands, and when they held up Moses' hands, Israel was empowered. Israel was empowered. We'll figure it out. God holds us up. And sometimes on this battlefield, we're going to get weary. We're going to get weary. Don't, don't sit here and think you super, super saint. There's going to be days and there's going to be weeks and there may be months where we're going to get weary because the battle is going to press on. Okay? But Jesus says, he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Meaning, God is, has promised us if we depend on him and we put our faith in him, we will endure to the end. We will endure to the end. Amen. Precious Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father God, because we live in a culture of fear. We live in a culture where folks are scared of everything. But you say in your word that we should not be feared, that God has not given us the spirit of fear. You say in your word that there is no fear in love, but perfect love Cast out fear. Father God, make our love perfect. Make our love perfect in you, not perfect in us. Make it perfect in you. So when fear comes, and it will come, fear come, anxiety is going to come, worry is going to come. Cowardness may come, but let us learn not to depend on ourselves. Let us lean on the Lord. Let us not trust in our own selves, Father God, but trust in you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you in Jesus' precious name. Amen.